man, I can't wait to get off work today. Stop looking at my medium screen so I can go home and turn on my large screen and stare at my small screen. <laughs> it's Which I didn't realize that you guys were out with Lauren's parents. Where'd you guys go to dinner? Um, Half Shell. You guys should actually go. It's uh, a little place up in, like probably like right by right across the street from that Trader Joe's up by in like Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park area. Okay, it's a underground thing. It's been there since like 1967, and it's a seafood um, place. But it's not like nice. It's not like a nice seafood restaurant. It is very very divey. So it's like a dive. It's bar like, that a that's like a restaurant. oyster slash crab bar. Ooh. Um, did so you, like, does anybody that were did you guys get oysters? Did anyone get oysters? Yeah, uh, Lauren's dad got oysters, and he got tuna, like fresh tuna, like oh, raw really? tuna. He said it was really good. Lauren's mom, or yeah, Lauren's mom and Lauren split a thing of king crab, oh, massive fuck. plate of king crab. Did you and try that? Did you like? I it? did. It wasn't bad. Crabs. I mean, the most meaty. <clears throat> yeah, and it, I mean, I dipped it in. It was like garlic butter or oh, something yeah. like that. So, so just good. pretty much tasted like garlic butter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got crab cakes. Those were pretty solid. My mom loves crab cakes. And then I got the salmon, which was actually pretty fire. Um, everything comes with fries. They're like thick. Or sorry, they're thin but crispy fries. Oh, fuck they're really good. That's what I like. And then her dad got fried frog legs because he saw them on the menu and he's like fuck it let's try to get them let's get them they were probably so expensive too no I, uh i actually don't know we got like an appetizer of it you can get an entree okay. full of them but we got an appetizer um lauren and lauren's mom would not try them Did but you try them? Uh, i tried them they honestly kind of good they taste exactly like legs. chicken they taste exactly like chicken. they're just like kind of are they kind of chewy uh no, they were actually pretty tender. Really? They were actually like very tender. I do feel like everyone I know that said they've had frog legs is like, no, they're really fucking good. Do you have to, like, I know crab, you have to break crab open. You don't, but uh, the, the, you have small little bones in them. So you got to like pick through it. Yeah, kind of. Let me see if I can get a picture. Have, what? That's weird. Because it's, it's the legs. It's just like yeah. small little thin bones. Just thinking like, what the fuck is in a frog leg? <laughs> I don't know. I want to see if I don't even like. How is there that much meat in a frog leg? There was. Like, I mean, it's you get like a couple bites per leg. Yeah, like two, three bites per leg. That's kind of why I've always been annoyed by. Is it crab or lobster that you gotta like crack? It's it's crab. Yeah, like they. I don't know if it's always this way, but this this place actually had crab already cracked for That's you nice. so it's, it was in the it was in the shell but it was already it was ready cracked. to eat it was ready to eat see i'm cool with that but i feel like a lot of places don't do that yeah because you get it i think it's fresher mm. more fresh i don't know if fresher fresher cooler. whatever like it's more fresh if you crack it there and then you but it's also like uh some people like that for like the ambiance of like eating crab i don't I think know you gotta work for your dinner i guess it better. yeah i don't know they said it was really good i, I want to try that it's cash only so i feel like those places are always good yeah, that's true. That's like Mr. Beef. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. I've drove by that like three times in the last couple of days now, and I really want to fucking go. You and, yeah, you and Ken should go. It's called Half Shell. Half Shell. Did you have to get a reservation? No, they don't take reservations. So you just walked in. Yeah. That, But that was the plan? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay. It wasn't like horribly busy. I mean, it definitely got busy. By like, so, like time people we know about it. Yeah, people do. I mean, it's been there for a very long time. Yeah. I'm glad you tried some different shit though. That's tight. Yeah. I feel like that's a scenario though that you can't really like. No, when you're with. You got to at least try. try. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like something, sure, that's fine. But yeah, you got to you got to try a little. Bit. Lauren was surprised I tried the frog legs. I was like, I don't know. I've What'd heard. she think? She didn't try them. Oh, she did. Oh, I thought you yeah. said she did. So I have one up on her. Yeah, that's fair. She's she's pretty picky too, though. Right? No, she's. That's the thing. You get shit I know, on. I know Lauren is listening <laughs> to this, so I'm gonna call her out right now. <laughs> I get outed. so much shit for being a picky eater. Granted, I am a picky eater. I you're, have you're also my whole a man, life. Though. Huh? You're also a man. Fair. <laughs> Fair. This that's a double standard though. Kind of. I I've lived my whole life being a picky eater. I would say over the past five, six years, I've gotten a lot better. Yeah, you have. A lot better. I'll try you're things. Open. I'm open. I want to like things. Like yeah. mentally I want to try things. I just don't love a lot. But whenever we go out to a restaurant, Lauren and I, I would say eighty percent of the time, get the same exact thing. Yeah. That's my thing with like you guys is like, like I've I think I've said this on here, but like if you guys went to dinner, Ken's and I would be like, where they go to dinner? It's like, well, it's they went they went and got Italian and, and they got sure the Italian. cashew pepe and they got the <laughs> whatever the else spaghetti and yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she's I, she's very picky as well. I would say I'll give her because again I know she's listening. I'll give her a couple <laughs> things like she does like red meat. I'm not a big red meat fan for no reason in particular. I just don't love red meat. Um, I, that's such a like like she likes a good steak i'm not a big steak fan red meat is one of those things though and maybe you have tried all of them like i was kind of off of red meat for a while just because like a it was easier to just make chicken all the time and then b i was kind of in my head about like there was that phase of people being like red meat's bad for you it's bad for your heart all this shit see it's never even been that you just don't like it yeah i i think i've like i have two memories i've tried a burger uh, I kind of understand that burger did not love, and then I tried steak. Um, steak is overrated. I'll give you that. Yeah, I think it's really good. I think what the steak I tried was pretty medium rare. Yeah, you probably like it more well done. Yeah, and to me it was like, I don't know. It just yeah. I mean, it took me twelve, fifteen years of eating steak to be like, no, I like it like medium now. Yeah, but it's because like growing up, I always ate steak like. My dad just put it on the grill and was like, I'm going to cook this until it's well done yeah. like, because I don't want <laughs> you guys to, to get like yeah. sick or something. Yeah. But now I'm like, I cooked one the other night. I grilled one the other night that was like actually like medium and Ken's and I cut into it. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I killed that. That's yeah. sweet. And it was so much better. But I there's also like so many other red meats that you probably have never even like really had a good, you probably never had like a good roast beef. No. Like, you just wouldn't know. My parents, I uh, know, yeah, my parents didn't make roast beef. Yeah, that's what um, I'm thinking. Like, would you try, like, a, a beef, like a Chicago beef? Yeah, like I said, I'm willing to pretty much try anything. Yeah. I'll usually give things, like, one, like, or, sorry, I'll give things usually at least two bites because it's, like, maybe maybe, maybe your first bite wasn't as good. Yeah. Let, me, let me try one more time just to make sure. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. I think texture is a big thing for me. For sure. I like my foods being like consistent textures. I don't want a lot of textures in one single bite. Um, no, I yeah. That's your other thing that I've noticed too is you need simplistic and minimal ingredients. Yeah. Like if I'm doctoring up like a a chicken bowl or something, I'm throwing in like anything and everything that I have. Yeah. You're making like 
a two three ingredient like meal yeah. basically. Yeah, like Lauren made some type of soup last week. I forget what it was. Um, and oh, yeah. I just didn't love it because there was something. Cr- oh, she had carrots in it. I think it was just actually a chicken noodle soup. Did she have celery in it? Uh, I don't know if she had celery. Maybe uh, she did have celery. She did have carrots. She had chicken. She had noodles, and then this the broth. Yeah. To me, it was like too many. Like I don't want crunchy. I don't want. I don't want crunchy and soft and liquidy all in the same bite. I'm actually with you on that. That's the one thing, and I'll still eat it. Like it's fine. My mom always made chicken and dumplings, which is the same scenario. Like it's all soft. She yeah. always puts celery in it, which is like a normal thing. Like I think a yeah. lot of people do that. And a lot of people are probably listening to this. Like, how the fuck do you not like the celery? Yeah. I hate it. Really? I would always be like, can you just make this exact thing without the celery? Just put the celery in at the end for like in another bowl. Other people can yeah. eat it. But like, I guess people like it. They're also like cooked celery I'm not really in on. I don't I, mind. I don't love co- cooked carrots. I love cooked carrots. Oh, okay. Yeah, but not celery. That's I don't know weird. why. It's a very... That's like... Dude, this is such an interesting topic. I think there was some point in my life where I went from being a picky eater to being like, I want to try. There had to have been like a certain food that I ate that I was like, oh, I like that now. And it like changed your mind. You're like, oh shit, I've been avoiding all of this. Yes. I shouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. And I definitely had like, I mean, I think all little kids have the texture thing. Yeah. Like they're just weirded out by like sloppy foods are very odd, slimy. I mean, I think, yeah, everybody has these things. The one that I am amazed at for the longest time was I knew I liked ranch. This is when I was like a kid. Okay. I knew I liked ranch on like carrots, but for the longest time, I was like, I'm not going to put ranch on my wings or I'm not going to put ranch on my pizza. <laughs> That's Those so the, funny. The two things I was like, no, why the hell would you ever put ranch on wings or pizza? Like, yeah. That's crazy to me. <laughs> and then I probably was like. 14, 15 years old, and I finally dipped a wing <laughs> in ranch. Like a buffalo wing? Like a buffalo wing. And I'm like, what the fuck have I been missing? Whoa. Wow. <laughs> this is an incredible combination. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like I just, just like discovered something for, I don't know, like it was wild. I've done that before too, where I'm like, I'll just like fuck around when I'm making food, like mixing sauces, and then I'll be like, that's pretty good. And then I'll Google it and be like, oh yeah, people have been doing this for <laughs> yeah. fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah. is not that crazy. Yeah. Like, that, that's the craziest shit, too, with, like, chefs. I'm always fascinated when someone comes up with, like, a, like an actual new idea. Because there is, like, yeah. there's a finite amount of ingredients out there. There's a ton of them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, to come up with a, a weird combination that you're like, that fucking works. They were no just one's talking ever about that, that on the yak the other day. Like, what is the most recent new food? Not, like, a raw ingredient new oh, food, but, yeah. like, a new combination. And they, I mean, obviously, it's a comedian podcast but they took it off on the route of like taco bell is the most innovative company in the world because they just throw shit in a bowl or throw but they shit have the like the same five ingredients yeah that's fair taco bell is so genius though because they really do they have like five ingredients and they just, and they just put it in different ways yeah. of a tortilla in a <laughs> hard shell yeah like it's so dumb yeah but it's awesome wait did you did you try the oyster no i've tried oysters in the past you i went like to an oyster bar just the sliminess. It's weird. Yeah. I, I think the sound of it is a lot worse than it actually tastes. Like, I remember thinking to myself, okay, that wasn't as bad as I expected. Yeah. But it is, like, pretty fishy tasting. Oh, yeah. Very salty. I forgot how That's salty. That's what I like about it. Yeah. The saltiness wasn't bad. I think that's what saved it for Did me. Did you do marinara? 
No, I think I wanted to just try it raw yeah. back then. I mean, it's been a couple of years. It's like right when I moved to Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Um, but then just the sliminess of like, again, it tastes like a booger, like yeah. in your mouth. To put something in your mouth that you don't chew, other than like ice cream, I guess. I'm trying to think of other foods. That's most most foods you you chew. Yeah. So it's a weird experience not to purposely chew something. That's kind of weird to think about. Ice cream is like the consistency of ice cream is really one of a kind. Yeah. There's nothing else. I mean, other than like, but I was gonna say like other, like shaved ice is not the same consistency. No. Ice cream is a very distinct and like soft serve versus regular ice yeah, cream. Yeah, ice is very cream different. can be very different too. But it's so sugary. People are like, "This is fucking gas." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not surprised you don't like oysters. That's fair. I I feel like a lot of people don't like oysters. No, definitely. It's, it's a pretty very uh, what do they call that? Like people are on one side or the other. Black or white. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was in Seattle, I feel like I might have brought this up. When did we even go? It was like May or June. I hadn't had an oyster probably since I was like really little, and I remember like we were in Florida or something, and my dad got them. And I was like, I want to try one. And I remember being like, it's weird, but I think I like it. But I hadn't had one in forever. Yeah. So they were all like, oh, you got to get a, you got to get a West Coast. Like, apparently they're very different up there than like East Coast. Coast, Yeah. Yeah. And I ate it and I was like, not what I remember at all, but it's really good. I like it. Oh, you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Huh. But I don't know what the difference is really. I think they're bigger. Okay. Out like, at least in Washington and stuff. They're like, because of the. They're big in the Puget Sound or yeah. something, but I don't know. I mean, we're not on the East Coast, but you should try, like, go to Half Shell and try the Chicago ones. Yeah, I wonder where those come from. I guess it probably depends. Yeah. That's also fascinating to me. <laughs> How do they get fish, like, fresh? Yeah. Dry ice, I guess? Quick shipping, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of used to work in that. Too, I was just about to say, like, you should know. <laughs> you were in logistics, operations, like, whatever. Yeah, I really only dealt with, like, produce, where it was, like, truckloads full of, like, vegetables. And they just had refrigerated trucks, which was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But someone was telling me, this girl I used to work with, so she's from Wisconsin. I don't know how accurate this is, but she said, basically... By the time you eat an egg that, like, you get at the grocery store, it's typically, like, I think it's, like, six months old. What? Yeah, dude, eggs are, like, good for almost a year, depending on the egg you get, obviously. When you buy them at the grocery store, on, they could on be like, average, how long do you have? Um, I, don't buy, I don't buy eggs. It's a good question. I'll say... Because s- I thought they were, like, you have, like, two weeks when you buy them. I was going to say safely two weeks, but I've had an egg, like, a month, and it's fine. Huh. But, like, my buddy Chance has always said, like, eating a fresh egg from a fucking farm, like a chicken that just hatched that bitch, he's like, dude, it's different. It's, like, really different. Different good? Really good, yeah. Really? Like, it's so, you're just like, oh, shit, the quality of this is, like, so much better. Hmm. But that's also, too, like, now I buy, you know this, I buy, like, the most expensive eggs. Corey Reimer was the one that, like, finally taught me, like, what the different, like, it's all just about, cage-free doesn't mean shit. The FDA, like, people skirt around the FDA's, like, cage-free uh, requirements. Yeah. yeah. The other one, like, organic doesn't really mean anything either, apparently. It's just about um, the pasteurized versus the unpasteurized. So you want to get just unpasteurized eggs, which I guess covers some sort of, I don't know what 
requirements they have to do to be unpasteurized, but yeah. those are the ones where you crack it and you're like, why is that fucking orange? It's like an orange yolk, but it is. That s- means it's better though. It's so much better. What's brown versus white? That I don't know either. I, something to do with the chicken, but like the chicken egg itself hen? isn't. What's a hen? A hen is a male chicken. I don't oh, really? think they hatch eggs. Oh. Right? I have no clue, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> this is supposed to be a brain salad, too. Yeah. Hold on. Do hens hatch eggs? I didn't even know a hen was a wait, male chicken. Wait, 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 wait. I'm an idiot. Hen is a woman? A, hen, woman? a hen does hatch eggs. A rooster is a male chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Incubating <laughs> chicken eggs. Hold on. Yes. I'm 99% sure I'm that that's correct. Okay. Disregard us having this We're random topic. Oh, wait. Here's b- brown versus white eggs just to like close the loop on this. Yeah. White shell eggs come from hens with white feathers, while brown shell eggs are produced by huh. hens with brown feathers. That is a, probably the most simple... That does make a ton of sense. Answer to any of our questions. <laughs> it's like when people... There was like the internet trend like 20 years ago about chocolate milk came from oh, brown yeah. cows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, well, that's exactly where my mind yeah. went. <laughs> Which is, that'd be really fucking funny if there was chocolate cows. That'd all be right. sick. <laughs> <laughs> With all that said, what's up everybody? Welcome back. Season 2, episode 19 of Bedside Conies. As always, thank you guys for listening. Follow and rate us on Spotify and Apple. If you haven't done that already, and follow us on Instagram at Bedside Conies. Keep helping us push the pod every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central. Um, send us questions, too. Shout out to people that have sent us questions and feedback. Really appreciate it. Um, anyway, that's easiest for you. So text us, DM us, whatever works. Uh, but with that, today we have a BSC brain salad with our little bookworm. <laughs> Maxwell, <laughs> but it's this is like a crossover of a, a BSC OG two way and a brain salad because I feel like since we've brought up how many books you've read, we've gotten some good feedback. Yeah, like so Corey texted us about like books we've read. Yep, I don't really know why I'm included in this. I read very minimally, more than I ever did. I would but say you read more than the average human. Yeah, you read every day. Uh, yeah, for the most part, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, like, I was thinking about that on the way over here. I don't think I ever would have started reading again if it wasn't for living with you and Derek. Really? It was, like, very positive. Uh, what the fuck is... What am I looking... What's the word I'm looking for? Positive Peer pressure. Oh, peer pressure. Yeah, positive yeah. peer pressure, which I'm a big believer in. Yeah. I mean, it's a good habit. Yeah. Also, I'm going to apologize in advance. My voice is so raspy. Do you have the, do you have the cocoa? No. I have the marathon. <laughs> The what? The marathon. The marathon was yesterday in Chicago. We're yeah. recording this on Monday after marathon. And Lauren and I were out there. Craig came out for a while. And we were just screaming at runners. Oh, my God. No joke for three hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does come right by it the was, place. Uh, it's yeah. right on Wells. That's kind of uh, nice. Well, the cool thing was, and I, f- I kind of forgot people do this, but they put their name on their like shirts or their bibs or whatever. Some of them do. And so it's so much fun to just... Literally call people by their name. Let's go, Michael. Like if it's if you were running past, I'd be like Ralph, 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 screaming, and like they would think like who the fuck's yelling my name? But this is awesome. You could just tell that it makes a difference. Like we were at mile like 
about 11. So like they were coming up on about halfway through. Yeah. Some of them starting to struggle a little bit. And right when you call their name, I would say 95% of the people were like smi- all smiles. Like, oh, that's, that feels Fuck good. Yeah. So then that's the, smart. Yeah. We did that for the first like 30 minutes and we're like, wow, this is so much fun. And that's then we just sick. did it for like three hours. No joke. I was, m- my voice yesterday was hoarse. You got the marathon voice. I was like really hoping I was going to come back today. And then I got on my first call this morning and I was like, Fuck. Eh. yeah, that's the worst dude. Losing your fucking, it's so easy to lose your voice too. That I think is like a genetic thing as well. Really? Like I think some people lose their voice a lot easier than others. Hmm. Like I can feel myself really like. If I go to like a Bengals game or something, yeah. I'll have to like reel myself back and be like, you got to like. You're about to lose your voice yeah, tomorrow. Stop you yelling don't. the way that you're yelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. Dude, how about that fucking guy almost breaking two hours? Dude, insane. So Ken's like said that to me. She goes, Did you hear that guy broke the world record? I was like, What was his time? She goes, Two hours and 35 seconds. I was like, No, it wasn't. That's That doesn't make any sense. That's yeah. like a four and a half minute mile. Four thirty six. She literally mile. shows it to me and I'm yeah. like, What? Dude. <laughs> He's 23. That is why. Yeah, 23. That means he's probably going to get under t- two hours. At That's some point. crazy. Granted, yesterday was like perfect running conditions. That's it was what like I heard. Mid 50. Obviously, Chicago is such a flat course. People come um, here to like PR, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody has broken two hours before that um, Kipchoge, but it was on a. It was not on a real marathon course. They had a bunch of they had a bunch of pacers. They had oh. like the technology people to like, or they had like technology helping them. I don't know, pace it all out. So it wasn't like a real record. They couldn't have counted as a real record. He broke two hours, hmm. but this in a real marathon race was the world record, which is in fucking insane. That's four thirty six. I could not run that for a single mile, dude. Literally, that's why I told Kenzo. I was like, I don't think I could do a ten yard sprint that fast. I mean, yeah. me, but I tear everything in the back <laughs> of my leg, dude. If you saw the video, he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. He like jumped up and hugged that guy, and he looked like he was just like, all right, barely sweating. When's the next fucking ultra? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm thinking too. Like guy like him, he probably does. Who knows? Two hundred, two fifty, like a week. Ah, maybe not that much. I don't know. Probably between one hundred and one hundred fifty. Depends on like what his like strength is. Yeah, he's probably a marathon runner. That's what he does. Yeah, but that's what I read something too that he doesn't have. A coach? He just, oh, really? I don't know how true that was. It was just on Twitter. Oh, I thought the guy that he hugged at the end That's was, what I thought. Was I was coach. like, that Maybe had to have been him. I mean, they did not look related. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> he was definitely, is he Kenyan or Ethiopian? I don't know. I think they're Kenyan. I think most, most of, of them are, are. Kenyan. Because that's what they like. They run for like fun over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, dude. I don't understand that shit. Yeah. But I, apologies for taking us off on tangent voices because of that. Yeah. But speaking of marathons, I fucked around and ran a half marathon. Yeah, actually, I saw that. I got that. <laughs> I meant to text you. I saw it come through, and I think I was in the middle of something. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing right now? Dude, so I... Uh, You've been running a lot more lately. This program that I was doing, it was like building on itself with the easy runs. Nick's? Yeah, which was like last week. Last week and the week before, I was kind of getting up. Like, I wasn't as on my shit about getting up in the morning because of the run days. I was like, yeah. fuck, dude, I don't... I don't want to go run eight miles today. Like it's fucking five thirty in the morning. Yeah, it's more to, more so about like the time. I don't even really mind like running eight miles. It's yeah. Just like when I don't have the time, it's kind of annoying. But yeah, Saturday it was it was planned for either because I've been doing the intermediate like suggested runs or whatever, and it was um, either just a two hour run or I think it was like fourteen and a half or fifteen, 
and I've just been doing the timed ones. And I was like, 12 hours. Like, I'm going to take it really easy. I was, I think Ken and I just got stoned on Friday night. But we ate yeah, like you guys sh- stayed at. Oh, oh yeah, you sushi. got an eighty-five dollar box of sushi. That was that was insane. Did you guys finish it? No, but okay. I ate the rest of it on Saturday. Oh night. my god, dude, it was so good. There was so dude. much sushi. I mean, that's what like. So she sent me the the Instagram reel. So that's like okay, I've seen it before. Yeah, 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 it pops up all over fucking all over social media, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, what's the deal? She was like, I don't really think there is one. <laughs> just just, eighty-five bucks. It was literally just like six or seven. I think it was six rolls, and they were. I mean, it was. It was list price, so it was eighty five dollars. Luckily, we went and picked it up, but because I think Same. delivery would have been like hundred. Was it good? It was so good, dude. It was honestly like some of the best sushi I've had. Wow. But we got like some weird shit. I forget. Honestly, my favorite was like a sweet potato one. But regardless of that, yeah, we then we went to Mariano's before we picked it up and got snacks, which was yeah, because you sent us that Snapchat and it's like <laughs> we what? were walking around. <laughs> We're taking on a life of obesity or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I should have fucking diabetes after that shit. But, but I get a lot of salt in your system before you run. Yeah, I've talked about that before when we were doing the, like, some of the best, like, workouts I've had have been after nights like that. Yeah. And it could be more so with, like, the sleep I get, because I probably slept, like, nine hours. Yeah. But I woke up. I was being lazy. I finally did, like, a core workout, and then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just get this done, because I wanted to go out and watch college football. And, like, the whole way out, I went, like, north on the lake. The whole way out, I was getting fucking wind. Like, pretty aggressive headwind. Yeah, but you almost want that in the beginning of your own. The whole time, that's what I was thinking. I was like, all right. I feel okay. And I kept looking at my watch. I was like, my heart rate's decent right now. And colder. That's helped a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Heart rate was pretty low. And, like, my pace was pretty doing pretty well. And, like, I wasn't even really paying attention, and I got to, like, halfway, and I was like, I might try to just go go sub-two-hour half-marathon right now. So I was like, why not? That's so you the did exi- it? it? was sub-two? Uh, no, it was two hours and, like, one minute. Oh, yeah, I, I, I saw your time. But I was like, I had to start cooking. I think you have to do, like, a, it's either, because my pace was 9.15, so you have to probably do, like, a 9.05, 9.10. Pace. Yeah, what did I do? Because we did a half marathon back in the spring. You were probably like right at nine, right? And I think it was like nine oh two, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you were what one fifty three, or one forty something. Let me see. Give me a second. I also love Strava. I'm I'm kind of mad I know. at myself. I, I saw that. Doing that. Yeah. Uh. Okay, I ran that half. Oh, yeah. Okay, I ran that half marathon. Uh, in one hour and forty two minutes. Jesus, that's quick. That's uh, I didn't realize you did that that fast. I think it was a eight minute pace. Yeah, it was a seven fifty eight pace. Holy fuck! That's yeah, so wow, quick. I forgot that I. You did guys that. were like you were training for a fast half Ironman, right? Oh, just kidding. This was during uh, during your marathon marathon training. training yeah. Holy shit! One forty two. Did you do that faster than the actual event? Uh, the actual marathon or... Or the actual half marathon you ran. The event that you did in... When was that? Early spring? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. I did. I didn't realize. I So I thought that was my fastest half marathon back in spring. Uh, I did that one in 148.52, which was an 817 pace. But I forgot. When we were doing our marathon training last year, we 
did some fast long runs. Oh, I'm sure. And that was 142. Damn, I forgot I ran that. Honestly, though, I mean, you probably still did beat it. But, like, I wonder what your watch... Did your watch trigger exactly 13.1 when you did the event? Uh, Yeah, because I took a screenshot of it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's the only thing I was going to say is, like, maybe... Maybe you did a little bit shorter, but no, you were probably just in that good a shape yeah. when you did like a half. I remember that run because Lauren got really pissed at me because I really wanted under eight minutes per mile, <laughs> and I was pushing her at the end, and she was she was upset with me after this run. She she's gonna remember the, this. When <laughs> I, she's gonna text me like, "Oh, I remember that run. I hated you after." What month was that in? Uh, that was in like August. how hot was it? It was in August. It was oh, pretty yeah, hot. fucking hot. Yeah, let's see if it tells me. Oh, it doesn't tell me the. Yeah, it was it was hot that day. I remember, but I wanted that so bad. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's that's a quick fucking <laughs> half marathon. Yeah, that's a zooming. Yeah, but yeah, I'm trying to. That's when I like I got done. And I was like, fuck. I really want to run a marathon at some point, but I just. All right. So Lauren and I also got remotivated watching them yesterday. Yeah. Maybe you want to do the the lottery for next year. I think I do. The only thing that annoys me is just like the fucking time that you lose in the summer is so annoying. I know, but dude, you got to do it. It's your next thing. I know. I think what I told Ken's the other day was like, I think I'm going to do the Chicago try and the marathon to say I did two in a year. Damn. Good for you. Because <laughs> that's like, and then I mean, I it's could, definitely possible, but damn. then I could cross train. Yeah. It would like force me to cross train because my biggest fear of doing marathon training is my knees. Yeah. Just, I mean, my legs in general. Hips, like, it's yeah. so hard to not get hurt. Yeah. Fucking Ross was trying to get me to do the flying pig with him. I was like, bro, do you realize the months I would have to train in Chicago for a marathon? Yeah. Fucking, I was, they do that shit in like March. I was just talking to my barber actually today. I was like, there's pros and cons with every marathon and when it, when they do it. Yeah. Chicago, pros and cons because pro. It's in, like, early October, so it's always, like, pretty cool. The day like of. The day of. It was, like, mid-50s. But cons is, like, you are training during the heat. Yeah. You're during, training during, like, the most social season. Yeah. But Not that it gets, like, that hot here, but it's still. There was some there was some runs where I felt like I was going to pass out. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> None of these topics that we've talked to so far with <laughs> what the brain cell was supposed to be about. But let's. It's fine. Let's chat books. Okay. That's another healthy habit. Let's do this, like. You probably have some stuff prepared, but yeah. I'm going to run this like an interview. Okay. <laughs> so, as a man who reads 25, how many did you say you're, you were going to read? Oh, you're going to read I'm like 30 plus. About 30. I'll finish my 30 probably, uh, 30 in a couple days. You'll, so, you'll do 35 probably by the end of the year. Ish, yeah. Okay. How, you've talked me through this, but in general, I feel like a lot of people that want to get into reading or like say they don't like reading or they're not good at reading. Like, what is your first suggestion of, like, just do X first to try to start reading? Um, that's a really good question. I would say there's two things, and I feel like you did a really good job at this when you started, when you lived with Derek and I, probably because we influenced you and told you this, but... One is just start slow. Don't expect yourself to fucking finish a book in five days. That is, no, you're not going to do that in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, unless you really love the book. And when you find the book that you really love, that's going to be. There's a few that I've done yeah, that. that. You yeah. can be pretty quick in. Uh, but don't expect yourself to do that. Read four or five pages a, uh, a day. 
10 pages a day and just give yourself time to like increase your reading speed. Yeah. The second thing, and I think probably the most important thing is to just give up on books that you don't like after like 50 pages. That's a good piece of advice. We were taught in school that like you just have to finish books. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's a ton of books that you're forced to read during your schooling that you just don't want to read. Not interesting, whatever it might be, but you're still forced to finish it to like get the grade. You're now an adult and you get to make choices. (laughs) So fucking choose books that you like. And if you're 50 pages in, don't feel bad about dropping the book because you don't like it because that's when people start to hate reading is when they force themselves to read books and they're just not enjoying it. And the whole process just becomes unenjoyable. Yeah. So find a book that you like, even if it takes two or three books of you picking it up and then putting them down because you don't like it. Find the book that like you really like will get you into it and then take it slow, read it all and try to find books that are very similar to that. It took me a while to realize that. And I never really, people say this all the time when they like suggest books to you, but I never really knew what it meant by like, that's an easy read. You know what I mean? It's easy to me is enjoyable. But I also think there's, like, reading comprehension. Like, there are books that have very simplistic vocabulary, and you, like, get done with a chapter, and you're like, that was really easy to read. Yeah. Like, I did not have to think about what was just said. I just read it, and it was fine. I also feel like there's a a trend right now, and maybe it's just because of the shit that I look at on social media, but there's a trend right now of, like, you have to be as productive as possible at all times of life. Oh, yeah, and it's like, oh, you have to read self-help books because if you're going to read, make sure you're reading something that's going to help you in life, like how to make more money or yeah. whatever it might be. No, you don't – just because, like, that's a trend right now or you hear people talking about self-help books, you don't have to read those types of books. And for a while there, that's what I was reading because I enjoyed that. But then I started to get burnt out on those probably in, like, the middle or beginning of this year. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to keep reading these types of books. And so I switched to – uh Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, this is a whole world of books that I just have not read in like years yeah. that I have started to really like. In the past, probably like 10 books that I've read are fiction. I mean, yeah, self-help is, it's very dry. Not to even say that it's like very, it's not really all the same. I think people do shift it up, but. And there are some good ones out there. There are. Don't get me wrong, but I think the uh, the genre has got, gotten so um Oversaturated, yeah. That yeah. there's so many books out there that could absolutely be a single article or a single summary, yeah, or a single podcast, and you're good. That's um, like that's what Harry said the other day. He's like, Sometimes yeah. you read a book and you're like, you could have done this in blog posts. I like, will say, I noted some of them down because I went through all the books that I've read over the past couple of years, yeah. probably since like college, and I did start reading on self help books. And there was a few that I'm like, okay, these are actually beneficial and can actually be full books that, um are beneficial to people. Like the one book that I remember as a sticking point, this is probably more for if we have any listeners in college, you could still probably read it if you're in your like mid twenties, but uh, it's called the defining decade. It's about, Oh, I loved that one. Oh yeah. You read it. Yeah. Um, and it's about like your twenties is your defining decade for the rest of your life. That's kind of a wake up call book. It was a huge wake up. call. I read that after college. Yeah. And I liked it. Yeah. I actually read that like right before I met Ken's. I don't know if that really had anything to do with it, but I've read it twice, once in college, once in maybe like two years ago. Yeah. And it's good because it breaks it up into personal, uh, what was it? I forget the three topics. It was like love, 
professional life and maybe personal or health yeah health yeah um and it just talks about how like in your 20s it def- you define how the rest of your life is going to be in these three topics like your professional life yeah you're not going to get your dream job right away but like focus on getting experience to help you get your dream job when you get when you're in your 30s or 40s yeah. don't expect to get your dream job in your 20s uh love you have to do things and it's a conscious choice and that's one of the most important decisions that you make for the rest of your life is choosing who you're gonna be with and then health is just obviously important i've always said like coming out of college you decide if you're gonna be healthy for the rest of your life or yeah not. no i agree with that that's one i mean i've said that on here before but like i think having you around as like a close friend was definitely that made me be like all right i don't want to be like the piece of shit roommate this is just like don't be that guy you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it, not that I was even really that competitive about it, but I think like when we did like try training together, like there was a few times where I'd get done and I'd be like, I fucking kicked Max's Max ass Dude, in that training session. The like, competition. Yeah. It helped. It helps a ton. Yeah. You got to find those people who. Oh yeah. Can motivate you. Push you a little push bit. Push you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that book was, I remember specifically like the love portion of it. Super cheesy. But that was the one where like, there was a whole chapter just on basically like, you kind of gotta stop fucking around. Like at some point in your life, you gotta you stop. Just, especially like, sadly, that book was definitely more triggered towards women. Yeah, like just in general, it was. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, like biologically, their their clock is like ticking. Yeah, ours not so much, but yeah, still at the same time, like you know, you can't really be forty shooting for a fucking twenty five year olds, depending on how you look. But yeah, either way, they also talked look. about, especially in the love part, like. You can have fun, you can fuck around, but like at a certain point, the good ones are going to be gone. Yeah. Which again is cheesy, but like if you're 30 still fucking around, a lot of the good ones that you'd want to end up for the rest of your life are probably, they've probably been found by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Um, that was, that was, a, though I agree. That was one too that I remember getting done being like, I think you had mentioned that book to me, but I was kind of like, eh, I don't want to read that. And then Sarah on my team at work said something about it and I was like, okay. Yeah, that's two people that have suggested. That's how kind of I am, how I am is yeah. like if multiple people suggest the book, I'm like it's probably pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, I remember being like that's an easy read. I kind of cooked through that one, and right. I am to your point, not a good reader. Like yeah. not a fast reader at all. Yeah, ten pages for me in a day is like good, cool. Yeah, I I read for it could be fifteen twenty minutes honestly. Yeah, and then just two other self help books that I thought were good reads. Uh, the Power of Habit, or you could now probably read the more updated, like Atomic Habits. The Atomic Habits. Oh, is Power of Habit the, the like the, really the, old like one? original one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Atomic Habits kind of builds on it, but I feel like that's a pretty popular one. Just maybe it doesn't need to be a full book, so maybe you could read a summary. But um, yeah, I love that book, but it could be the yeah. But I think the concept of habits are insanely beneficial in all walks of life not even just like exercise or whatever because like your brain you don't want to make decisions every single day yeah it should you shouldn't be making decisions every single day in a lot of things so you need to build habits for the rest of your life that was like a Derek thing wasn't it like he ate the same breakfast and lunch every day because he was like he re- he read some theory that Maybe. you can only make x amount of decisions a in day. a day yeah and he was like i cut out really dumb decisions out of my day that like don't need to be made which it sounds so cheesy but like it's i mean it, the, the concept is real like think yeah. of like mark zuckerberg or steve jobs what they wore the wore same the clothes same every, day. every single day just so that they wouldn't have to make that decision yeah um that was a good one and then mindset was another good one which is just like the concept of growth mindset 
Oh yeah. Was um, this the one? I think it's by uh, Caroline Dweck. I think. No, I'm thinking or Carol Dweck book. maybe. But that one was solid. I read that one back in college, and it just like it teaches you to to frame things in the way of okay, I can actually learn and grow in this versus I just I wasn't born with this natural talent, so I just can't do it. Hmm. Okay. Um, I would say that one's maybe a little bit more technical. I think there's like actual science behind. Harder to read, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You gotta invest a little bit more effort into it. Yeah, those but. are books that like. Not that I've, I've really only done maybe one or two books where I picked it up and been like, I can't do this book right now for whatever reason. Um, that's a okay, that's a good point right there. You have to be at certain times in your life, or you have. I know you're you have to, to read books at certain times in your life. If you pick up a book, maybe a self-help book, and you don't feel like in the moment, hey, this is going to be helpful, maybe that t- the, the time in your life is not ready for that book. But like, yep. say, give it six months and you, I don't know, fall off the wagon and I don't know, need some type of self-help book, maybe that's the time to, to read that book. That yeah. That is a big one because that's I have picked point. up books and I'm like, all right, I don't really feel like I need this right now. I don't yeah. need this information yet in my life. And then I'll pick it up. Six months later, I'm like, okay, this is, makes a lot more sense to me now. I agree with that. I've done that with a couple of sales books, actually. Sales, yeah. they're very dry. But there was one that I actually read that you had on your stack. It was like a really aggressive sales like technique, and I remember mm. being like, this doesn't work in my <laughs> line of business. Like this guy yeah. is very out yeah. of left field. But I agree with that. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that like that one on psychedelics that Tina suggested. It's one of the only ones I like. I actually did just gave up, it, yeah. but I think I could go back to that now. But that's also, I think Tina's really intelligent and a really good reader. That's a really technical book too. They really? get into like some very crazy like forensics and like odd shit about the FBI and stuff. That's like weird, but yeah, or CIA. Yeah, CIA, like the CIA invented psychedelics and all this crazy stuff. But yeah, that's a good point. Before we go on to like other genres and stuff, because I could obviously talk about all the books I've yeah. read. Um, how do you? Like you really started reading what last year? Um, actually, it was like two years ago. Probably like the second year that you and I lived with Derek. And what caused you, other than like living with Derek and I, like why was it a mind shift shift change of like, oh, I I should be reading to, oh, I actually enjoy doing this. Uh, it was a should be reading, but also someone got to me one time, and this is something I was going to ask you about too. This one of my old AEs when I was like an MDR at DocuSign, I made the comment to him like, "Dude, I've been staring at my fucking screen all day today. I need to like just go walk away from my computer." And he was like, well, "So you're gonna go walk away from your computer and look at your other screen?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Fuck, that's a really good point." And then I actually saw this tweet recently, but it was like, "Man, I can't wait to get off work today. Stop looking at my medium screen so I can go <laughs> home and turn on my large screen and stare at my small screen." <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like. That. Fuck. It's so, I mean, it's so true. But that was like, so, that also kind of was going through my head of like, I really want to become a reader. Yeah. Because of the vocabulary piece of it. Like, I talk for a living. Yeah. And if I have shitty vocabulary, like, it makes you sound less intelligent. Mm. So I think reading really helps with that. That's also a thing I think writing helps with. But we talked about that. We both hate writing. Yeah. I, I cannot. Yeah. I, just, I can't write in any way. I've tried every single form. Journaling. Boring. I've tried typing. I just, I can't. Yeah. But no, like the vocabulary and then also the screens was a big thing for me. Like, yeah. Other than us sitting here podcasting, 
which I still look at my screen sometimes for like notes, but you're looking at a screen. Pretty much looking at a screen, like other than when I'm sleeping or reading or working out. Oh, which but I like, look at my screen during yeah, that in the middle of sets. Yeah, which people like Dan goes big on like keep a notebook, don't keep a screen. Yeah, but I do most of the time, at least during runs and cardio, I do D and D. Oh, okay. So, so I don't get, I don't get texts yeah, and stuff, yeah. but I still look at my watch yeah. during like a run. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's like, I did have to get to the point. Honestly, the first couple of books I read too were probably not good starter books. The first one I think was the, the Bob Iger book oh, that Derek had. The Ride of a Lifetime. One of my, I would say top five favorite books. Ever. Great. Just like business story book. Yeah. I would yes, really read that honestly. because I feel like a lot of people will call it like a business book, and when you hear that, you think of, oh, I'm gonna learn about business and shit. Yeah. No, I love. I'm gonna call them business biographies because it's yes. like the story of businesses. Yes. I fucking love those types of podcasts. I love those types of books, and I've read so many of them. That's my favorite genre. So many. Yeah. 100%. You've got me hooked on that shit. And I think right of. The uh, Ride of a Lifetime was probably one of the first ones. Oh no, actually, the first one that got me into this, this genre was, was Shoe Dog, which I know you. Oh, read that's the love. best one. Yeah, too. so fucking good. The story that's of an Nike. Easy read. Yeah. also. it's huge, but like it's intimidating because you see it. It's big. It's thick. And it's that is one you will be so shocked. Like if you're someone that's into sports or business or both, you'll get done and be like, "Holy fuck! I just read that book in like three weeks." Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's a really good one. No, those two are probably the. Two of the best ones. Yeah. Um, also, before I forget, did you see Super Pumped as a fucking TV show on Netflix now? Now? Yeah, they made a fucking TV show. Like they show just came it. out with it? Uh, I just saw it on Netflix this weekend. Oh. I think it's either a limited series or a TV show, yeah. Yeah, because that's on my, uh, my, on my list. Super Pumped is the business story of Uber being created. Wait, I thought you read that. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought you suggested that to me. No, yeah, I did. I thought you were about it to say that. very good. I was, it's on my list. Oh, yeah. I was going to list off... Uh, for those who want like business story books, I have Shoe Dog, um, American Kingpin, which was the guy oh, who that book is awesome. Started the Silk Road. If you don't know what the Silk Road, it's like was like the black crazy. market of um, drugs. There's a, it's like one an of eBay the drugs. I think Vivek, the dude that went to St. X, that's running yeah. for president. He's like he wants to pardon him. Oh really? Yeah, he's a big believer in like I mean just like free open market. But wow, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Billion Dollar Whale, which was the story of WeWork. That was a really good one. There was another... Billion Dollar Whale wasn't WeWork. Yeah, it was. Oh, no, sorry. Billion Dollar Whale was not. That was the Asian dude. That was Joe yeah. Lowe. Joe Lowe. Uh, what was that fund? I can't remember, but they he... funded f- WeWork. Did... Was that SoftBank? Yeah, SoftBank. No, I thought that Joe Lowe was the dude... Was he in... <sighs> Let me see. He was the one that funded Wolf of Wall Street. He was like buds with Leo. I don't think, was he a part of SoftBank? Maybe you're right. And I just didn't really know what SoftBank was at that time when I read that book. Maybe not. I think he was like separate. No one ever really figured out where he got his money. Oh, maybe that's what it was. But fantastic book. Hard read, I'll say. Really? I thought that one was a little challenging. Why would you, well because there was a lot of um, maybe just a lot of characters, a lot of characters, or I guess they're not characters, but they're billion dollar whale, the man who fooled Wall Street, Hollywood, and the world. Oh, because he funded a shit ton of movies as yeah. well. Wolf of Wall Street was the big one that yeah, like Wolf of Wall Street, and there's yeah, 
when I think Scorsese's done a couple interviews and stuff about that. Like when he met him, he knew it was like this is fucked up, but we really want to make this movie. Yeah. Um, what was the WeWork book? <sighs> it was that? something to do with Billion Dollar Loser. Billion Dollar Loser. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Similar name. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. The other one that I know you really loved, Bad Blood. I feel yeah, like I mean, that one popped off. That was one actually, of the top ones yeah, too. That was probably my favorite. Yeah. If we did a top three, it was Ride of a Lifetime, Bad Blood, Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. Yeah. Shoe Dog was just so vulnerable. Yeah. Like Phil Knight, the stories about like the woman he met when he was in China or mm-hmm. Japan. And then like him meeting his wife was just like, I can't believe that you wrote a book about this. And it's like Everyone kind of has read that book and knows that story now. Yeah. And it's it was just cool. Like, I thought that that was... Like, reading that, I got done and was like, I can't believe that everyone just knows this about this, like, super fucking wealthy dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that... I mean, Bad Blood was... I mean, they made a... They made the Hulu television show Dropout out of it. Yeah. Dropout? Dropout was the Hulu, like, yeah. actual show. About Theranos. And then I think there's a doc... Like, Actually, follow up to that. Do you think that's annoying, or do you like that? Mm, what making a show? Like every, it seems like every decent storyline slash book now is becoming some sort of TV slash movie. I or don't documentary. I don't hate it because the thing I have come to love about books is you like make the movie in your head. In your fit, yeah, and I want to see it visually come to life. Granted, if they don't do a good job out of it, uh, of it, then I'm like, fuck, why the fuck did you guys do this? Yeah. That's what bugs me. It's like I'm a little worried about watching Super Pumped because I was watching the trailer and I was like, oh, that yeah, seems cheesy. Good. Yeah. But that's one I'm actually surprised that, like, I didn't know anything about that story at all. Really? Nothing. Like, Billion Dollar Loser, the WeWork story, I kind of relatively knew. I think I knew more about the Uber one because huh. I just feel like it was always in the news. Maybe that's just you and I just missing. Like, I, it was during. I, we're probably just in taking different content. Yeah, at different times. Yeah, I think I only really knew about Adam Newman because of like I was listening to that whole journal uh, series about him. Yeah, and, like how fucking crazy he was and shit. Yeah, I wasn't taking that in at that time. I just completely like missed the WeWork shit. Yeah, um, that's fair. A couple others. I'll run through them quick. The Everything Store, which is on Amazon, pretty solid book. What's that? Uh, just on like Jeff Bezos making oh. like the story of him making Amazon. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, that might be one that I read. Yeah, hatching Twitter, another solid one. one. Another one, just no didn't, one has I, any. Yeah, did not. Jack know Dorsey the was not the guy who started Twitter. Nope. <laughs> if you're wondering, nope, he was not. He was kind of just an asshole, to yep. be honest with you. <laughs> yep. That was the same Nick Bolton. He wrote Bad Blood. Oh yeah, same yeah. Same guy. Yeah, great yeah. writer. He's really good. Or no, no, no. He didn't write Bad Blood. That was John Carey. You, Nick Bolton did write something else. I think it might have been Super Pumped. Maybe he wrote one of the other books we've talked about. But okay. either way, sorry. Uh, no filter, which is a story of Instagram. That's which, like, if you're reading the Twitter one, you should go read the Instagram one because there's a lot of crossover. A lot of people who are in both books because really? Twitter tried to buy Instagram, Facebook. Obviously, ended up buying Instagram, all this shit. I didn't know that. What, you didn't know Facebook? I didn't oh, know, you didn't know Twitter. I didn't know Twitter tried to buy. Yeah. Oops. Everybody wanted Instagram. Yeah. That makes sense. Super pumped, we said. Uh, win at all costs, which 
not a business book, but it's about Nike and their uh, athletes uh, uh. and drugging them or making them, forcing them to do drugs. What? Yeah. Like all the steroids and shit. You didn't know this? There's a whole controversy. No. About like the, the track teams or the runners. I knew about like Russia getting busted for doping and shit. Yeah, the but Nike team did too. What? Yeah. All right. Well, that's. I mean, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'll I'm just send. I'll send this you this. Honestly, like I'm gonna listen to this episode, so it's fine. Yeah. I will. We'll post on Instagram all these recommendations. Yeah. Uh, and then, I read this book, Empire of Pain, and you're reading the other one, the uh, OxyContin book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope, uh, dope sick, dope sick, which is another show that's very good. Yeah. As well. I'm. T- I was. Literally, I just went into the doctor today, and I was like, I was plugging him about side effects of the drugs I'm taking. <laughs> he was like, "Dude, I'm. I'm serious when I tell you, like, there really is very minimal." I'm like, yeah, but you're just in the pockets. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the pockets of all these all these big pharmaceutical companies, it, aren't you? It does like make you rethink. I told him too. I was like, "I'm reading Dope Sick right now." He's like, "Yeah, I get it." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> but those were all the ones that I have listed as like my business storybooks and again i would say some probably my top um genre yeah that's i mean you have me hooked on that shit now i'm just into like i mean we've been talking about this a lot but like history i'm getting really into that after reading uh killers of the flower moon i think i'm gonna start doing like maybe not so much i don't really love like biographies it's that fucking book that Harry pulled out of Harry Truman. <laughs> I was like, I'm not reading that. Fuck that There's shit. There's a, a couple good biographies. Like, you could read the Steve Jobs one. Granted, it is intimidating because it's like 700 pages. That was my problem with the Musk book was I was like... I'm reading that. Oh, I read the first Elon Musk yeah. book and now I'm listening to the second one. I kind of had to fight through that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it gets a little... It's not even redundant. It's more just like... Okay, I get it. Like this guy was good at building companies. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll say the Steve Jobs one was good because it's it is he's the story of dude. Apple. Yeah, that's fair. Mainly focusing with the lens of him, but and Walter Isaacson, who or I, Isaac Walterson, I get it mixed up. Yeah. One, however, you whatever the guy's name is, very good author. That's like what he does too. Yeah. Right? He yeah. writes biographies. Yeah, that's gotta be kind of a wild job. That'd be a fun job if you were good at it. Maybe a ten a job. Yeah. Think of how much information. And don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Do not fuck it up. But seriously, you have to take in so many different opinions because you're not just talking to the guy. You're talking to all his friends, his family, his enemies. You're talking to everybody that have, has been close to him in his life. Yeah. You got to get the like full perspective. Yeah. But that's even like... like that's... Sorry. One thing on that. That's the one good thing... Walter Isaacson or Isaac Walterson, whatever his name is. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Walter Isaacson. Um, the one good thing he does is he does get all perspectives. So when he writes the stories on Steve Jobs or Elon Musk, yeah, he shows the good and he shows the bad. I appreciate that. And he convinces whoever he's writing it about to allow him to do that because, like, you have to see the honest yeah. sides. Most of, the, I mean, at least the two people we're referencing right now too. I think you mentioned this about Musk, but I think. St- Steve Jobs was pretty open about like he knew he was a dickhead. Yeah, like but I think that's why they were successful. Yeah, but he also was smart about like he knows he wasn't great with people, so he was like, "Let's let what's his face kind of run the business side of it, and I'll just be the yeah. creative that kind of thing." Yeah, but yeah, um, there was another one that I was gonna ask you. Oh, you read? Um, speaking of like easy reads, this is one. Again, I would suggest if you're like 
like me, I'm not a great reader, not a fast reader, don't comprehend like super well. The Tom Segura book. Oh yeah. That's like super easy to read, just like stories that funny. And the um yearbook. Um oh, that on? Seth Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan. Yeah, that was really good. They're just comedians they're writing a book. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh from a a I'm not gonna say grammar perspective, but just like they're I know what you mean. I mean they're very simple books. Like that's what I've always my dad and I always talk about this because he he was like me like he never really has read because he's always found it as like a chore. Like he and I probably read at like a very lower grade reading comprehension. Like remember when they did that in like yeah. high school and grade school? It was yeah. like you read at a ninth grade level or yep. a seventh grade level. I don't know what I read at, but it's lower than people that read all the time. Sure, maybe a little bit higher now, but yeah. not like I'll get done with chapters sometimes and I'm like. Missed that whole thing. Yeah. Don't know <laughs> yeah. what just happened. Yeah. Like, I just, I zoned out completely. Don't remember. But your book and the, and the Tom Segura book is such casual language. So is what I would easy. Say. Yes, casual language. It's like, it, you're reading as if you were having a conversation with them. Yeah. That's um, a very good point. But the stories, too, like, you brought this up, like, probably easier to do with fiction. But even with, like, some of these storybooks, if you can get good at, like, Building the movie in your head. Yeah. Like visually. I was even visualizing doing, it. Yes. I was doing that with Killers of the Flower Moon. Like finally I was like, I didn't when I first started it, I was like, I don't really want to know what character Leo and Robert De Niro are playing. Yeah. But eventually I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna look up like who is who. Yeah. And then in my head when I started reading like some of the tougher that book was pretty in depth. I think the movie's really not even gonna like cover a lot of like there's like weird side stories that are going on. But once I finally like saw them, I could like put it in my head. Yeah. Of where I was like, okay. Leo is talking to what's his face yeah. right now. And I like know where this is happening kind of thing. I don't know. It's a little bit easier to comprehend that way. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds stupid, but you just can't think too much about the words. You just got to like, I know, let them come, come to your mind and like visualize them how, how you want but sometimes, like, that's probably my problem is I'll read a paragraph and be like, that seemed really important, and I don't know what that means at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This is going off on a bit of a tangent, but I will say part of reading is finding the time of day that you uh. read best. Because there was, there's been times where I'm, like, reading at some part of the day, and I'll read a couple paragraphs and be like, I didn't pick up on any of that. And it just because my mind was on something else or whatever. I've just found it important to like pick the time of day that works best for you. I don't know if that was like your, no, that's possible. what you were specifically referring to, but like, yeah, when your mind is on other things, reading is just so hard. It's a really good point. I probably, I really haven't found the optimal time to read. Cause I read right now. What I've been doing is like 10, 15 minutes. Once I get done, Working out in the morning, I come home, I shower, and before I leave to go to work, I read. Yeah. Which is, like, probably not ideal because I'm, like, if I have a busy day ahead of me or something, I'm, like, I just want to get to the office and, like. Yeah. I I think ideal, it can be can mean a lot of different things for different people. True. And it can mean different things on different days. 
like maybe the morning time is best for some people because their mind is just completely clear at that moment or maybe it's not because they're thinking about work or maybe before bed is is good for some people because yeah they just want to put their mind to sleep others maybe they're thinking about work that they just had that day i don't know you gotta you gotta find the time of day that works best for you that's my thing like i if i was struggling to sleep i would read before i went to sleep yeah because it just puts me to sleep that's what my dad always says too yeah which if that's a problem for you obviously don't read before you go to bed you know what i mean yeah like i i've tried that and like unless it's a book i'm really into which those are i'll admit like few and far between like even the books i like i'm not like i'm not cooking through pages yeah typically. reading's still not your favorite thing to do in life no but it's not yeah but yeah i mean i don't know the really very f- the the only books i can really think of that i didn't mind reading like late were the um I don't know if you ever ended up reading this. It was the book about like Appalachia and like Middletown, Ohio, and all. Oh of the no! What? Yeah, you well, you talked about that book for weeks, dude. The that movie was turned into a movie. Yeah, it did. Oh my god! It was, it was only like, like two years ago. He too. was he was kind of running for president too. J J D Vance. That's the book. And it, that was the guy that wrote it. Um, Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, great book, especially if you're like from Southwest Ohio. Um, or just like Kentucky or anything, but that was one of the books that I like. I was just so into. Really, like I I read. I remember that. you talking about that for a while. It was just crazy, like how relatable it was, to, like people like us. Yeah, because of like growing up. I mean, yeah. I, I grew up twenty minutes from Middletown. Yeah, where he like was kind of from. I think he was really from like Kentucky, but anyways, um. This is some this is some nerdy shit. I love this stuff. Yeah. Going back to the timing and day, I will say the times that I have found work best for me is while I'm eating breakfast. Mm. Because I don't want to scroll on my phone during breakfast. That's good actually. Uh like it slows me down eating, which is good. Actually healthy for you. You shouldn't suck down food. <laughs> You're speaking to the choir here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't breathe. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and I just, I just feel better about myself if I'm not like scrolling while I'm eating. Yeah. Um, going before bed, I do do that. So it puts me to sleep and it forces me off my phone. Yes. It puts my brain to sleep. Granted, I only read like probably 10 pages, but at that point I'm ready to go to sleep. And then I've actually found, because I'm putting a little bit more time into cardio lately is, um, either walking on the treadmill or like biking on a bike, uh, like an exercise bike, not like outside, but. In, in a gym yeah just having a book um huh. and reading during that that's not when i'm like trying to go hard on a bike yeah, that's what i was about to ask like i'm right now i'm doing a, a soft 70 yeah which is like hard 75 yeah. but a soft 70 I you log in your little your little my little workout boy walks <laughs> <laughs> you know i've been walking like two miles here and there uh on the treadmill and yeah. i'll just bring a book in there and i'll read that's fair though i don't i always like was weirded out by people that did that in the gym but it's definitely like just. I mean, I will only do it in my my apartment gym. I would never take a book to the fucking. I've seen FLC. people do it. I don't know. I just would not. I guess. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot more people would be seeing me do that. <laughs> You're like, what are you not. doing? <laughs> but I mean, you also have like, do you read on your Kindle or like a physical book? No, physical physical okay. book. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Like a Kindle, I would be a lot less inclined to judge. Yeah. There's yeah. just it would be a lot be a lot easier with a Kindle, but I'm just I'm reading physical physical books right now. Yeah, so. I get that. But no, I mean, that's like, I've even tried, like, there's been times, 
think I did an easy run the other day when I was listening to a pod, and I was like, I fucking hate this. Like, yeah. there's just two points in my brain. I'm either like working out and all in on working out where I like need music. Like, I did two big booty mixes during that half marathon. And that's probably what helped me get through. But, like, if I was listening to a podcast, I'd be like, I just want to sit on my couch. Like, I don't – this is stupid. That's fair. I don't know. And it's probably smart to keep them separate. Like, when you're working out, you should be fully into that workout. That's kind of – yeah. But, again, these are not – I'm not saying these are, like, my workouts. These are, like, secondary yeah. workouts. You're just, like, getting your heart rate up a little bit. Yeah. More than – better than just sitting around on a couch. Yeah. Talking about working out, though, the other random genre I had was, like – Oh, yeah. I'm gonna call them like motivational books or like wild, uh, wild physical feet type books. They're kind of self-helpy, but they're not preachy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I have Lone Survivor, which oh, I still have never read that either. Great book. They made a movie out of it. Yeah. Um, war War book, um, which I was on a stint of War books there for a while because I also read You Are Worth It, which was by Kyle Carpenter. He's the, he like jumped on a grenade to save the rest of his like unit that was like thrown into this building and like lost like half his the use of like half his body wild wild um what war was that in i think it was iraq it was like somewhat recent yeah and then the ones that like people really know is uh like can't hurt me david goggins that one i think his second book was amazing you think even better I you know how like I was a little cynical about his first book. Yeah, you didn't believe him for a while. It's not even that like I don't believe him. I just think like some of his like story is a little I it's not it's that extreme. I don't believe him. Yeah. I it's a it's a fucking wild book, wild story. He's if you don't know who he is yet, go fucking learn about David Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> that will make you think about your life <laughs> very deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, his second book is never finished. Um, couple others. Extreme ownership, which is um, didn't like that book. Yeah, didn't love it either. Jocko, Jocko. Jocko's the man too. Yeah, I was actually just talking to Bryce at work about that. He, he is a pod podcast slash video creator. He's not a he's not a writer, and you need his voice. True. What I'm that's where I was going with it. You need his voice. I was gonna say I didn't really even like the message that much. I yeah, I get it. It was weird, though, like, I read that book when I was working at Paycom, and my manager had me read that book, and she was like, don't take offense to this, but the whole time, because she said that, I was reading it, like, so she's just telling me that anything that goes wrong in my life is my fault, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get the message, it's a positive message, but it's very, like, again, I think it's one of those books that you have to be in a very specific time in yes. your life, and I was, I was not, not in a good place, I was in, like, actually a good place in general in my life, <laughs> so you didn't need so it, so I didn't need it, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I've done that. I've done that with like self help books for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's just. I get it, but I'm doing this already. Born to Run, solid book. If I you're a runner, read, yeah, I kind of want to read that. Um, Iron Cowboy, a person who did 50 triathlons in 50 days straight, full triathlons. Yeah, I would be interested in that. Wild dude, living with a seal, which was a guy who actually hired David hired Goggins. Goggins. I've heard about that book. Um, and that was pretty. pretty he was. Solid. What was his story? He was like a. A business exec or something? Yeah, he's a business exec. He's actually really still successful. What's his name? Um, fuck. They were. I was listening to somebody talk about that Jesse. Uh, was he like getting fat or something? Yeah, he he just wanted to do something crazy. Oh, Jesse Jesse Eitzler. 
Itzler? Itzler? Oh. I-T-Z-L-E-R. I don't know who he is. BC also did Living with a Monk for 30 Days. This guy really cares about his wellness. Yeah. Those were, that was the kind of the random genre, motivational genre, whatever yeah. you want to. I will say those have helped me in times where I was in like a lull in life, wanted to be motivated again, or when I was like training for the marathon or the triathlon. Those yeah. are very like fucking just get shit done. Like just you fucking got this. Yeah. Don't be a fucking pussy because there's people who've done so much harder things than you. Yeah. Those are ones though that like, at least for me, I've had moments where I'm like, I really want to read this Goggins book, but I don't know if I want to be like, I'm not in the mindset to be motivated by someone else right now. If that makes sense. Yeah. I just go through like phases. Like, honestly, I was looking for one of those before I did the try, and I never really found one. But that was, like, a moment where I was like, okay, I'm, like, four weeks out from the try. Yeah. I want to find a book. I wish I would have known about that triathlon book because I was, like, looking for a triathlon book. But yeah. There's not really a ton of those out there. No. So it's kind of a new sport. But, yeah. That's, like, I have to be in the mindset of, like, I want someone to motivate me right now. Yeah. I don't know. Like, right now, I don't want to read one of those books. No. I'm just not really in that, like, phase. No. I kind of just want to do my typical routine and be cool with it. Yeah, you got to wait for the right moments. Yeah, That's a big exactly. Thing. That's good advice, though. I like that. I've never really heard that before, either. Um, cool, anything else? Dope Six is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I was like, I literally had that just, like, as a talking point, because I could have fucking talked about that for... Dude, Do we also... Ken's and I just watched... This was by total accident. There's a Hulu movie right now. It's with... Um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway called Love and Other Drugs. And it is a rom-com. Great movie if you guys are interested in watching just a rom-com that you maybe haven't seen before. It's all about him just being a Pfizer rep and fucking slinging Viagra. Really? It's crazy how, like, I just started watching and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is this is the same company that I'm reading about, right? Well, yeah. I guess it's not. That was Purdue Pharma. But, uh, like... I think uh, Pfizer, I think, became... I don't want to say famous, Did but they, like, yeah, because of Viagra. Yeah, that's how they like started like, I think making there was all like their money. The, yeah, but that's what it was kind of funny. Like there were certain points in the movie where I was like, I don't know if Pfizer would really appreciate them making this movie. But then, like, I think they might have had a little bit to do with it because there was points of it where the basis of the movie was Anne Hathaway had Parkinson's, oh, so she needed like her meds uh. at points, and like they went into this whole little like spiel about how like meds are actually like saving people, which. Again, there's two sides to Western medicine. I think it's great, and I think it's horrible. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. it was it was funny when I got done with that. I was like, that's crazy. Like, I've literally <laughs> just been reading about Big Pharma, and we just watched a, a comedy movie about it, basically. Yeah. Great I think there's, there's another Purdue Pharma, maybe Oxycontin thing on Netflix that just came out, too. Really? I forget what it's called. Um, oh, I have seen. It's a limited seen, series or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. But I will say Dope Sick on Hulu is good first episode or two a little slow give it some time it's like a it's similar to the dropout right like it's it's actors playing yes. the storyline okay. yeah yeah cool it's not like a doc documentary or whatever yeah right okay uh the only other things i was going to talk about was again being open to any and all genres especially when you first start reading yeah like allow yourself to try a couple of different genres because i'm kind of pissed that i just didn't read any fiction for like a year year and a half um i mean you're only 26 dude no, I know. I, I got a whole life to read. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, but I've started to read some sci-fi books. Oh, yeah. A couple that 
I've read that are solid. The Martian, Hail Mary. Is The Martian the book that's the movie is based on? Yes. Okay. Yeah, really. I mean, the movie was like really well done based off the book. Right. Um, Hail Mary, Recursion, I think is how you say it. And then that's Dark. That's a Blake Crouch. Yeah. Recur- you've suggested that's a movie. That one so and Dark that. Matter, which is by Blake Crouch. Okay. Um, and I think they're making Dark Matter maybe into a TV show. Really? Potentially. Which is that one's based out of Chicago. Oh, yeah. You did say that. Yeah. That's one that I might. Yeah. And then thrillers I've also gotten into. Um, out. Really? I don't like scary shit. Oh, yeah. You're pussy. Because I can't. I won't go sleep soon. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, dude. Th- those are the types of books that like I would actually stay up to keep reading because usually they're short chapters. Really? And they just, I mean, every chapter is cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. So you're like, fuck it. I want to know. Yeah. I will, like, I read uh, the one that got me into thrillers was The Silent Patient, which shout out Lauren. I think she gave me that recommendation. Okay. I read that one in like two bu- two days. Jesus. Yeah. Um, And then Riley Sager is another good just thriller author. He wrote The Only One Left, which I just. Yeah, that was the book I just read. Uh, that one was pretty solid. Um, and then I've just now really liked getting into series, series of books. Okay. Uh, because That's how you know you're a reader. Yeah. I think that's when I – that was the turning point. I was like, okay, fuck. I, I love reading, actually. Because <laughs> I like the idea of reading a book, investing a lot of time into like learning the characters, the storyline, the – the world that it's in and then being like, cool, I got fucking two, three other books to read. That's still in the same characters or yeah. topic, whatever. Uh, th- so it wasn't just like investing into one single book and then it being done. Yeah. It's like people talk about going into show holes. You can go into like book holes too. I'm sure. Yeah. Like you're like, Oh fuck. I just spent a month doing this. Yeah. No, I, it's just I'm trying to balance finishing series really quickly versus, uh, like putting some books in between them. Like I'm not that I finished this one really quickly, but I read the Harry Potter series this year. Yeah. I have like one more book to go. That was pretty solid. I read the inheritance games, which is like a, definitely like a young adult book. I mean, it I sounds probably, like the hunger games. Kind of. It's where this girl who's super fucking poor, uh, inherits like $47 billion, oh but she's like 17 years old. And the family who it was supposed to go to gets really pissed they have to figure out like why she got it because the guy who died was all about riddles and shit like this and so it's this whole storyline of that it's a cool concept though it's a cool concept probably made for like high schoolers college students like it's it's young yeah. writing um and probably maybe a little bit more female oriented there's a couple of scenes where i'm like or a couple of chapters where i'm like yeah, i don't like reading about this guy's muscles or whatever oh yeah but there's i will say it's it's minimal but there's still there was a couple chapters where i'm like oh, duh, this author's horny i don't need that <laughs> uh but the chapters are fucking like two or three pages long so you read like three or four chapters and you're like fuck i'm flying through this book. yeah i love books like that yeah that's that makes me feel good and then the series i'm reading right now is the red rising series which is actually very similar to the hunger games kind of not actually very similar at all but <laughs> I just contradicted myself. <laughs> is it dystopian? Uh, yeah, it's dystopian. Okay. So it's like in the future. Um, it's like space hunger games kind of. Okay. Let's, I mean, everybody's given a color when they 
are born and like the reds are like the poorest of the poor and have to like yeah i don't know mine all this shit and where the golds are like the top of the top and it's like the red rising trying to like the reds taking over the world oh okay it's good uh it's a sci-fi type series dystopian series yeah you have to like allow yourself to get into it because it's um uses made up words because it's like a sci-fi type book so you have to like keep up with like what is that word yeah supposed to like it's a whole other world yeah um but those are tough i'm on the second book and i'm i'm really liking it yeah that's that was like i remember when we did the whole hunger games thing in high school because i think i came out when we were in high school yeah yeah every high school read those oh yeah i mean that's probably one of the most famous books but then immediately after i think the next year we did divergent and i was like yeah. this is the, the same, same fucking story what <laughs> like how did i don't know how that became so successful as well like right after that's what i kept saying i was like it's the same shit i when they made movies out of both yeah i would have sued them yeah i'm like dude you fucking took our idea this is bullshit yeah yeah the i actually think the shan woodley i thought the divergent movies I mean, I liked Hunger Games, but I didn't really love the movies that much. Wild concepts. Crazy concepts. Kind of cool concepts. Super fucked up. I like almost want to reread it to see if it, it's as good now. I've I've heard a couple people do it, and they're like, nah, it's definitely not as good. But that's, I think people say the same thing you did about those books, where they're like, oh, it's definitely like young adult. Yeah. The, the grammar is yeah. like pretty simplistic, and yeah, I don't know. But if you have any series, actually, no, if you have any book recommendations, let us know. We've talked about probably 50 different books on this podcast yeah. so you guys have a lot from us but if you have any good ones let us know I'm trying to think if there's any books that i've read that you haven't there's definitely been a few i mean bulldog to bangle was the joe burrow book i like that a lot but i mean it's very specific um i did read that that was actually the beginning of the year i read it not like the greatest book ever in terms of like writing but just some cool stories in there was uh relentless it was I forget the guy's name, but he was Michael Jordan's trainer. Oh, um, that nice. one was cool. Just living in Chicago too, he kind of yeah. gave some references that I was like, like he used to, he used to work out Michael Jordan at the FFC that we go to. What Michael Jordan used to hoop there? No fucking way, dude. They said like, there. Do you know the black guy, the black guy trainer that's in there? He works out in the morning, but he's there all day. I think so. He's a little older. I he's think I saw him. Probably tell you yeah. know exactly who I'm talking about. Apparently, when I did my like free training session. I was talking to the one guy. This is my second free training session because you had to do those to like get the money off or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was telling me about him, the, the guy that worked in there. He was like, he's been here for like 35 years. And he was like, dude, he used to like back in the day, he used to like say that MJ would just come in like on a Tuesday afternoon and be like, let's run fives. How do they not promote that more? They have no pictures of him or anything. I don't know. Yeah. You would think they would at least have like one picture up on the wall, like Michael Jordan hooping in the FSC. He might have over-exaggerated it, but like the way he made it sound was like he was in there like every other week. Damn. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. That's kind of cool. But that dude. I didn't know that. That older black guy, like apparently he's not like, I think he, he's got some knee issue or something now because okay. he walks a little funny, but he was like, he used to hoop with MJ like all the time. Wow. It's like, that's fucking crazy, dude. Could you imagine like. Being like, ah, I'm going to take the day off today and just go play basketball at, at the gym. And all of a sudden, from some fucking bald 6'5 black dude Jesus walks in and you're like, oh, that's fucking the greatest basketball player ever. That's dope. <laughs> and then, I mean, honestly, though, he's probably just 
not passing. Like no. it would have been so annoying. He's probably yeah. just cramming on people. Yeah. But either way, yeah, that's a, that's a crazy. That book was like, there's some good little tidbits in there, like mindset that I liked. But he, regardless, like he's not really that great of like a writer. My, yeah. I think it's something Glover. I don't remember how to say his name, but yeah, it was the only other one I was thinking. I didn't know that you read American Kingpin. Yeah. That book was awesome. Some dude at work suggested that to me. Yep. Um, anyways, anything else with books? This was our nerd quest. I think that I should be our episode title. Is I hope some. I ha- definitely people like to. I feel like book. I feel like reading's coming back a little bit. It is. Like I feel like people are starting to enjoy it more. There's just better books too. Yeah. I don't know. The thing I was gonna say in the beginning of this was like. Everyone always says that about, like, school just sucked. Like, you had to, they made you read. But I think the biggest thing, too, that schools, I mean, we said, though, we read, like, Hunger Games. Those books I did read because they were, like, new and updated. Yeah. Like, dude, yes, I think kids should probably read Of Mice and Men sophomore year of high school. But let's be honest, that book is fucking outdated as shit. Like, it's not. There's definitely better books that high schoolers should be reading. Yes. Like, let's just update it a little bit. Yeah. Senior year, there was one book we read that I really liked. And I actually don't even think I ended up reading all of it because I was, like, so swamped with class and stuff. Great Gatsby. Uh, Great Gatsby is, like, my favorite book, book ever. Yeah. But I, we actually read that, That's I think, funny. sophomore year. Yeah. I fucking love that. Which was also, we read it sophomore year, which was when the movie came out, which was cool. I told like, you the story. I'm going to bring it up again. At House Fire. The story you of did? Like, <laughs> the story of uh, my backpack oh, burning yeah. in the hallway, and I had Great Gatsby in it. And the the cover of that book are the two eyes that which are on is the cool. billboard, which represent the like eyes of God in the book. And that was like the only thing that did not burn in the fire. Do you remember like like visually? Can you imagine you walking into the house, like seeing yeah, it on the into ground? that hallway? And I saw it because I took a picture of it. That's they crazy. let us in temporarily to get a couple things. I saw it on the ground. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Which is also kind of funny because we're not religious, but it's just like to us, it was more like somebody was actually looking over, looking over us yeah. that night. You don't have to be religious, but you can still like. I'm not really religious, but I still think there. There's no way all this shit happened by accident. Yeah, yeah, but we took it and hung it up. We framed it. And That's kind of cool. Up, yeah. That's a sweet little like memento. Yeah. Also, yeah. How could you? I mean, there's definitely days where you forget that you had a house fire for sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, there's days that I don't think about it. Well, yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you see that walking through your house now, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, we had a house oh, fire. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Damn. That was crazy. Wow. Oh, God. slipped my mind. <laughs> I'm fucking starving. Okay, this is... Uh, I'm glad I picked this un- unanswerable. Sometimes I almost think I should come up with the unanswerable, like, after we do the episode, but... Sometimes I nail it where it was like, oh, this is kind of related. And you to nailed it today? About. I think I nailed it. Okay. This is deep. This is a little deep. Ooh. And I'm also listening to uh, whatever the CEO of um, OpenAI came on Rogan. Mm. I'm listening to him talking. It's fucking, the shit they're talking about is terrifying. Okay. But also pretty wild. If you could enter, you might have said this. If you could enter a virtual reality simulation, so realistic that you couldn't distinguish it from real world, but you can basically choose your life, would you choose to live in that simulation permanently? The only thing you really have to do is eat and sleep in the real world. Because obviously, like, I mean, it, let's assume you can make money 
in this BR. So it's Dude, kind that's of like that Ready Player One. I was literally just about to say that. Yeah, that was another really good book, actually. Yeah, great fucking book. Ooh, it's sci-fi, but would I? Who's to say that we're not doing that right now? Like the fucking Throw back on the you. molecule yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's to say when we go to bed, it's actually us turning the game off for the night and our fucking real fucking human is, is going to bed. Dude, fuck that. Because how do I know when you walk out that door tonight out of my apartment that you're actually doing something? What if you're just just not a part of my simulation at that moment in time? It's like, uh, what's that Jim Carrey movie? I don't know. Oh, fuck. People are pissed <laughs> at me right now listening to this. I'm not I'm not a movie buff. You're not a movie buff. You I love movies. You've definitely heard of it. It's the movie about like he starts to realize that he's in a TV show. His whole fuck. life is a TV Truman show. Truman Show? Truman Show. Yeah, there we go. Truman wow, show. I got that. Good job. Fuck. Thank <laughs> you. That was I, I didn't see that movie until like a few years ago and I was like, this is crazy. But would I do that? It, it's better than my current life. It's or I can make it whatever I want. It could be the perfect life. It's a simulation. Damn. Can I, like... My um, only reason that I would say no is you're gonna start to feel like shit physically. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So the Our real bodies will still, like, yeah. age. I mean, they'd have to. Yeah. I would say no, then. But why not? Why can't you work out in your simulation? Because when you're in virtual reality, you're still moving your body. Yeah. So why couldn't you move? I mean, let's be honest. So this was something that they were talking about with this conversation. I forget. I wish I knew the guy's name. The CEO of OpenAI. He's very big believer in like. There's gonna come a point where people are just in VR like most of the oh, days. Yeah, there will absolutely. Be it's gonna be I'm in our a full lifetime believer in that too. Which is crazy to think about. But that's going to... F- I think it's going to fuck people up a lot more than, like... We think. Than we think. Because, yeah. like, Rogan even brought up the point. He was like, there's so much human interaction that you'll never be able to replicate. Like, he, he went in... This is kind of deep, but he went into, like, real... Real detail of, like, imagine being on a first date with a girl. You've never met her before. Like, that first kiss... Like that cannot that can never be replicated. Like physical touch can never be replicated in like VR. At least what we know of as VR now. Yeah. Body language? I mean you can't really tell in VR. That you might be able to. But that a lot of that can be hidden. Well, True. I don't know. We'll see how realistic it gets. It'll probably get really realistic. It's gonna get freaky. Yeah. And I think that shit's gonna happen in our lifetime. Oh, that's fucking weird. I don't know. Dude, they were on this crazy tangent at one point. I know we're going off here, but this was freaking me out. Rogan's theory is like, if we can eventually get to the point where AI, I think they kept saying AGI, which stands for like something bigger than just what AI we have right now. I think AGI is where like they basically run our world. Like where we get to the point where AGI runs everything, where people don't really need to work he thinks you could like pretty much regenerate human biology to not need testosterone because like that's just like an ape monkey mentality where like we were just 
raised as cavemen and we had to like fight to get to survive like if we could get to the point where like we no longer need that and we no longer have to work it will only be females so they're saying like they would reset the ai to where it's like more of a female like version of humans where we're not like we don't have as much testosterone and it would just end wars it's like it's the biggest problem we have as a society is wars yeah because that's probably one of the most likely w- ways the human race is going to die yeah is war honestly Bombs. though the, i appreciated like again wish i knew his name open ai ceo was like i don't want that Whew. he even pushed back he was like i don't think that that's like he didn't even say what it wasn't like, good for society he was just like i don't want it the all-female society it was more so yes i mean they kind of hinted at that i don't want to like press on that but it was more so about like the need for your the need for like com- competition yeah, yeah. was no longer and then the pushback was like okay so then what's our purpose and rogan was saying the purpose was to just meet more people to like extend our network to level up your basically your creative mind it was like very out there but the more you like heard him talking about it you were like fuck like that does really crush our entire purpose but then like the pushback was again like okay so then what are we and rogan was like we're just a completely different thing at that point we're not like biologically totally different from anything we could really imagine right now jesus think like i've said this before every decision people make is to either eat or have sex yeah that's it you've always said that (laughs) every decision is indirectly about those two things yeah you could say like shelter yeah. is another one, but like comfort is basically yeah comfort, eating for fuel, to then reproduce. That's it. That's all we want. But if we didn't want those things, it would be so different. Yeah, because at that point, if you regenerate like our biological system, where like we don't even need to think about eating anymore, it's just there. But we'll always want. And need to reproduce. Maybe. As a society, that's always been a driving force. I think that's probably like the hardest one to get rid of. Yeah. But like if you cut testosterone. That was another thing Rogan like at one point said, which this kind of, this seems not very imperfect. But again, all of this is out there. He was saying like you could eventually, like there's other ways to reproduce that aren't sex now. I mean, test tube babies. Exactly. But now, I think it's more so, like, right now, it's so, I think you miss on, like, 99%. Yeah. But it's also, like, really expensive. So if you could, if there was more people doing it, they'd get better at the science and all of that. Wow. That's fucking weird. Fucking crazy to think about. It goes along with my Elon Musk book that I'm reading, like, how he wants to go to Mars, which I think we touched on last That, dude, re-listening to that, it makes so much more sense now. Yeah. You explaining that was like, okay, now I get why we need to go to Mars. Yeah. I get it. Um, but he was one of two in early investors in OpenAI. He was one of the first two oh, yeah. investors because Google was also exploring AI back in like 2014. I didn't know like AI was like being talked about that far back. OpenAI started in like 2015. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. And it was because um, Google was exploring it and 
Larry Page specifically, and Elon was like friends with Larry Page at the time, and Larry and um, Elon did not have the same ideas. Larry w- was like, we don't need to focus on safety of AI. Like we'll we'll figure that out later on. Really? Like we just need to figure out how to use it to our advantage. And Elon's like, no, if we don't put in safeguards now, we are going to be fucked the rest of our life. Hmm. Um, and that's where he went and then started OpenAI. Really? All because Elon was pushing for more and more safety. Where Larry was like, you're, um, what did he call it? Not a racist. Um, <coughs> like a, sp- a speciesist or something like that. It's like you are against other species or something like that. And you only care about h- humans as a race. It was something like... I would love to hear Larry's argument for why... Why would that be a negative? You know what I mean? There was something about... They explained it. I wish I had the language that they used. Yeah. That's hard to regurgitate. How technology has only ever helped us grow as a human race. Okay. And so if if we put safeguards and restrictions on future technology who's to say then we plateau as a human race like we have always figured out how to use technology to benefit us as a human race yeah say like the internet people freaked out about the internet yeah thinking it was going to be the end of us the internet has progressed us as a human race massively exponentially true and so i think his idea was like why are we going to hold back the next step of technology being ai when there's probably a wealth of positivity that will probably come from it and elon was in larry's eyes only focusing on the negatives yeah yeah i mean fuck there's there are a lot of negatives but that's one of those like in general society is only getting like people bitch about all of the hate and violence and it's like yeah but if you look at history it's always been that way like we're getting a lot better than we used to be you just see it a lot more now in yeah. my opinion yes that would be like the big the big con of technology, I guess. But that's like I'm almost just talking about like tech. Yeah. Like the tech space is like it's just kind of overwhelming our brains a little bit at this point. But we're getting more used to it every yeah. day. My I brain mean, is in a salad right now. <laughs> my brain is is in a crossed up salad. Very salad saladified saladified. <laughs> This was a this was kind of a wild episode. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to get here. That question though, like I've had that on there for forever and I was like I need a good time to ask that. Th- today was a good episode for yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Anything else with books? Go read. Make it an active decision. I I think reading is very much like exercise. You have to like actively decide to do yeah. it. I feel better throughout my days. Yeah. Working out, reading. And then I do all the other dumb shit. That it could I be like 10, 15 minutes of reading every single day. It's wild. If you do that, I bet you'll finish six books in a year. Yeah. If you read 10, 15 minutes of books a day. 16 hours in a day, roughly. 15 minutes of it is like 1%. Yeah, unless you're Ken, who sleeps 9 to 10 hours a night. <laughs> and is still exhausted. <laughs> She's not going to hear that, so it's fine. <laughs> cool. Thank you again to Max for producing and joining. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Keep spreading the good Coney word. Peace. Peace.